Hello and welcome to the Australian Business Forum podcast. I'm joined here by Lauren Stoko, who is the Venture Manager at IP Australia. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Hello. Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Can you tell me a little bit about your role at IP Australia? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm a Venture Manager (laughs) and basically I'm a Director at IP Australia and IP Australia is the Intellectual Property Office of the Australian Government. So we look after the registration of intellectual property rights and the administration of those. So talking patents, trademarks, design rights, plant breeder rights. Um, And what my role is, is I look after a product called TM Checker, which is a new product that IP Australia released fairly recently into pilot. Um, And it's an AI product. Uh, So it uses artificial intelligence to help. uh, We're targeting basically small to medium businesses uh, to help them create some more understanding and awareness about trademarks and the availability of their trademark. So can you tell me a little bit more about what TM Checker is, um, why it was created, and what was life like for a small business before it? Yeah, um, so with trademarks and in general with intellectual property, something that IP Australia has been looking at uh, recently and in the sort of past, even up to five years is small businesses particularly, so small to medium businesses in Australia don't have um, a great percentage of intellectual property rights. There's actually only 4% of small businesses in Australia that currently have a tr- registered trademark, wow, for example. so minimal. I know. How it's, does that compare to overseas? Uh, it? It's the lowest out of all OECD countries. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and, and even less of, have patents, uh, which are your, you know, how your invention works. Um, and so we started looking into, well, why is that? Why do so few small businesses have registered trademarks? Uh, is there something that we need to do to to, to help this and so that's what led to, to TM Checker. Um, because of that 4% rate we basically went out to small businesses and did some research and asked the question why? Why do you not have a registered trademark? And there was pretty much a resounding answer and that was a lack of awareness or understanding. And so when we created TM Checker We designed it with small businesses, so we did a lot of user testing, um, a lot of conversations with small businesses to see how it would uh, help their needs. And basically what we created was, as I mentioned, this AI driven. So you can enter a brand name, you can enter a logo, you select the goods and services, which is basically what you're selling to the market. Um, And then it will do a check using AI to see if there's any similar trademarks that are already registered in Australia or if you're going to have, um, if, if it's available in the market at the moment in the Australian market. And then from there, if you'd like to, you can choose to apply. Um, you don't need to. You can do more searches if you'd like to. Um, and in terms of before and after, it's in pilot. So we're still learning. We're still developing the product out further, the tool further. Uh, the biggest, our biggest aim with the tool is to help increase that education and awareness across small businesses before it's too late. So before they make branding decisions, for instance. Of course. And so if I was a small business, um, per se, what would be the risk of using an unregistered trademark? Is there any risk in Australia or is it is it uh, pretty minimal? There's absolutely always risks. I think that the 
There's probably three that I sort of say you should be aware of. The, the first is potentially infringing on someone else's registered trademark. Um, and that happens more often than you might think. So an example uh, was Fat Duck, which was a cafe here in Australia. Um, and they were operating successfully um, with the brand name Fat Duck. And uh, then Heston, who's one of the uh, celebrity chefs in the UK, he wanted to come to Australia and expand his brand of Fat Duck. Um, and because the original sort of the Australian Fat Duck didn't have a trademark, a registered trademark, they were technically, there was that sort of infringement. And so there was quite a bit of a, a legal battle there, but ultimately they did need to rebrand. That's the biggest risk, in my opinion. That's the biggest risk of needing to, you've gone out there, you've put your heart and soul into this small business, and then you need to rebrand it because you're actually most likely accidentally infringing on someone else's registered trademark. The other risks relate to if someone else infringes on your trademark. If you're out there successfully selling your your wares and your business and you've established your business and then someone else starts using your name or something deceptively similar to it, uh, not having a registered trademark does make it a bit harder to try and uh, stop them from doing so. Uh, there are other means around common law and things, but it does make it a, a bit more complicated. And then finally, the thing I think about is the opportunity cost. What are you losing by not having a registered trademark outside of that risk of infringement? And that might be things like the opportunity to sell your trademark to because it becomes an asset. It's an intangible asset. You can sell it. Uh, you could potentially license using it. Uh, you could do um, combinate. You know, you can partner with another company. You know, Nike and the Yeezys. <laughs> the sorry, that was Adidas Yeezys. Like they, you know, that was a partnership. It was a licensing arrangement based on brands, and that was based on their registered trademarks. So there's also that opportunity cost. Right. So we've talked a little bit about trademarks. I'm wondering what can and can't be a trademark. I'm thinking, I'm originally from California. <laughs> I remember in Paris Hilton's heyday, um, she tried to trademark, that's hot. Just the same, because she was saying it uh, apparently a lot in the public eye, and she thought she could trademark that. It got <laughs> outright rejected, clearly. <laughs> um, but she thought that she could, and some lawyer apparently encouraged her to try to trademark, that's hot. Just the same. What can be a trademark and what can't be a trademark, especially when we're thinking of businesses in Australia? I love that example of Paris Hilton. That's amazing. <laughs> and there is a bit of a precedence with um, some celebrities sort of trademarking their their slogans, I suppose, or their, their names, like Kylie and Kylie, that trademark battle there. Um, in terms of what can be trademarked, basically a trademark is... Um, what you are protecting is your brand. So your it could be your brand your or your um, specific goods or your products or your services. And with that, you can trademark a logo, um, a name, a slogan. You can trademark a phrase if you'd like to, a jingle. So sounds can actually be registered as trademarks. Colors, uh, Tiffany Blue is probably the most well-known, one of the most well-known ones. It's, it is trademarked. The color is trademarked, which is a bit trickier. Color is hard harder say, to register a trademark blue and yes <laughs> yes exactly so that's a bit trickier or an aspect of your packaging or a combination of all of the above in terms of what you can't trademark very common sayings <laughs> uh, so there's something called distinctiveness so how distinctive is your trademark and the the rule of thumb around distinctiveness is basically would it would someone get confused 
by your trademark versus someone else potentially in that market wanting to use something. For instance, Apple is a good example. You can trademark Apple and then sell electronics as they did. You can't trademark, you may not be able to trademark Apple and then sell fruit. Of course. Because it's too deceptive. Of course. Common sayings, common surnames, uh, common geographical locations. You probably couldn't tra- trademark Sydney, for instance, or Melbourne. Right. <laughs> so that's that's where those sort of rules lie. Uh, and then Bondi. Bondi. I see Bondi on all the products here, it seems. But yes. they always have to follow it with something. Bondi sands, Bondi lotion. That's right. So there's, right. yeah, specific sort of... Um, and also if you were trademarking like a location but potentially in another area and it's it's just about making it distinctive so what can you do to that particular name to make it distinctive or or logo in that instance and so some of the most famous trademarks that we might know is the nike swoosh the mcdonald's um you know cross or not crosses arches Mm -hmm. um and but things you couldn't trademark i guess would be a cross or something that's very commonly used a plus sign or or something like that yeah the the red cross symbol right is a a good one Mm -hmm. that can't be trade you know that you you couldn't then register that trademark so there are certain provisions, that's why IP Australia exists, that's why there's intellectual property offices across the world with examiners that are trained to examine trademarks and, and IP attorneys as well. So if someone was to use the um, TM checker, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of uh, time allocation would you give a small business to go through the TM checker? Is it Should it take a, a week or a few hours? Uh, what's the process really like to check all their intellectual property they may or may not have? Yeah, so... In, to do a, a check of your brand, let's say your brand name, uh, we're talking minutes. Uh, so you come in, you would upload your name or if you were doing a logo, obviously you'd upload the picture. Um, from there, you need to select your goods and services, which the tool will help you to navigate. So you're basically doing a keyword search for, for what you sell. I sell perfume, for instance, I would type in perfume. You're selecting the classes, the goods and services, and then clicking search. And it will show you the results within a few seconds. Wow. Um, and though it's an initial check, it's AI driven. So then it's about trying to understand those results and making a decision based on them do you want to proceed with an application and when you proceed with an application to IP Australia that's when an examiner will take a look at it if you do it through TM Checker you get a response back from that examiner in five days and that's like it's again it's an initial assessment of the availability of that trademark and if there's any other issues that TM Checker as an AI tool might not have picked up uh, some of the grey areas perhaps and then from there if it's clear and you're good to go you can register it and it takes up to seven and a half months to register a trademark um, for that end-to-end process um, but the TM Checker component a few minutes. Easy. And how much does it cost to register a trademark in a kind of ballpark figure? So to understand costs, you need to understand classes because that's how we we all, so other countries as well, we all charge based on cl- the number of classes. So a class is like a category. Talking, It's a category of goods and services. So what you sell um, to your customers, to your customers, or provide to your customer base. Uh, on average, you know, a small business might choose, say, one to two classes, but there's up to 45 that you could select from, but you're, you're just choosing what you sell. Um, those classes are trademarked through TM Checker using that uh, pre-application sort of service where you get that response back from an examiner very quickly. That's $330 per class, and that lasts for 10 years. 
Okay. Once once registered. So it could be quite affordable, or if you're picking mm -hmm. all the classes, it could. The, the cost will add up. So that's if you do it directly through the office. You can also, if you're very confident with uh, submitting trademarks, then you might go down a standard application path. You don't get the five day turnaround of that initial response. Uh, that will take up to 13 or so weeks at the moment, <laughs> if you were to do it today, for instance. Uh, and that's $250 per class. Was that a bit cheaper? Obviously, if you then go through an IP attorney, which you may very well wish to, it'll be a bit more expensive. Uh, I couldn't comment on those fees because that would be the attorney's fees, uh, but those are the fees with filing for IP Australia. And they do last for 10 years, that registration of a trademark, if you are successful. Um, and then from there, you can indefinitely renew. Fantastic. So when in the business journey, obviously businesses have to constantly be registering for different things, especially a startup company or a new business, hmm. uh, when would be the best time to register for a trademark or when, just, when should business owners start thinking about, oh, maybe I should look at TM Checker now? It's definitely something to, to consider fairly early on. I think that's the, that's the biggest takeaway that we have for small businesses is to, to be educated early on and make that decision, make it a conscious decision. Uh, and so if you are getting to the point where you have, you know, created your product or you have your idea and then you might be looking into to naming or branding yourself and you're thinking, okay, it's time to, to market. To, I want to become known as whatever my brand may be. That is sort of the stage that you should be thinking about using something like TM Checker in terms of going, okay, let me check if it's available. First, first and foremost, I need to do all my registrations. You know, there's a lot of registrations that businesses need to do, you know, to register your business name, for instance. If you want to trademark and protect that business name, a business name doesn't. Uh, doesn't offer the same protections as a registered trademark. So that is the point that I would be wanting to, to look into something like Team Checker and check if it's available quite early on. And it's not to say that you can't do it later on, of course. Um, it's something that you might want to, and you might have a good decision, you might want to make a conscious decision of something, seeing if your business uh, is able to take off and then maybe doing it. Um, that's absolutely okay as well. It's just part of making it a conscious decision. Great. And what, um, what kind of misconceptions do businesses have about trademarks? Is, you kind of mentioned that your name is not your trademark. Is that a common misconception? Absolutely. It's probably the, the most common question I personally get is what's the difference between a business name, a registered trademark and a domain name? Uh, they all afford different protections. A business name is basically when you are a, when you are trading or operating as a different name to your legal entity. So for instance, if I'm a sole trader, my name's Lauren Stoko, so I would be Lauren Stoko. <laughs> if I'm then operating for a name other than Lauren Stoko, and that's what I want my business to be known as, I'd need to register a business name. It's a legal requirement. That means that no one else can register that exact business name. But if, I, if there's someone that wants to do something similar, they can. And I, it, would be much, it would be difficult for me to then say, hey, that's actually my business name. So that's where a registered trademark comes in. It provides you that exclusive use of that trademark and, and similar, deceptively similar trademarks mm -hmm. as well. And then your domain names are your URLs, yeah. which again, you can get a URL and no one else can get the exact same URL. Uh, but they can get a similar, they can add an S on or yeah. <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, we've all seen that, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so now a bit more of the fun stuff. What are your favorite trademark stories? You've worked at IP Australia for a, a long time, I assume being the director. <laughs> Do, tell us some of the, the funny ones and some of the really success stories. 
That my personal favorite is Barbie, probably because that's is in the media and it's everywhere at the moment. I recently saw their new Barbie movie, so that's my favorite. <laughs> and that's definitely a success story. And their intellectual property, they have a lot of intellectual property, like most big businesses, but they did it quite early on as well. And with Barbie, the they have their trademarks in Australia and and around the world. So you know, Barbie. The, the word Barbie is registered, so is, you know, Ken. And like, they have quite a few registered trademarks. Ken is registered. Ken is registered. And now Knuff, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, they have quite a few registered trademarks. They do have definitely more uh, intellectual property protection for Barbie than Ken. So, you know, take from that what you will. But <laughs> uh, but within Australia, they've got those. And they also have design rights. So design right is what, uh, basically protecting what it looks like, the shape of something. And so, for instance, the Barbie head is trademark. Is, sorry, has a design right. And the Barbie body has a design right. And then in it's not in Australia, but in America, they've also patented like the hinge joints, for instance, and things like that. So Barbie even had joints. No, yeah, like just the the specific way that those hips move yeah. is patented. Oh and God. I'm pretty sure they were having some. Uh, there was some efforts to trademark. Oh, sorry, not to trademark to. Um, protects the color pink, the Barbie pink in America. It has not been successful in Australia. It's a very, as I mentioned, color is a difficult one. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite amazing what they've managed to do and be able to protect that that branding. And then they've obviously licensed some of that out, as, mm-hmm. as we've seen with the Barbie campaign in Australia and globally. Um, I, you know, I saw you know burger shops and. Um, everything and yes. even bars having you know barbie cocktails and would that mean that they're adhering to some type of um intellectual property yes licensing parameters? arrangement yes yes so that's where I, I mentioned around you know the the risks of not having a registered trademark of that opportunity cost they've barbie has certainly leveraged that opportunity of being able to license and partner and expand their sort of branding and expand their you know the power of their brand in terms of their reach uh, through licensing use of their their name so obviously it's a, a big business example but it that's an exciting one it's a bit of fun yeah that's great yeah. and we're all we're all down for barbie right now exactly <laughs> and so just our last question what advice would you give to businesses in regards to trademarks do a search and and be aware <laughs> so you absolutely don't have to have a registered trademark if it's not within your business plan however make that as a conscious decision one way or another can if you are selecting something that you're going to use as your brand run a search on it use tm checker you know look in the australian trademark register or if you're going to be selling overseas look at theirs Um, but conduct a check and see if your trademark is available before you go through with you know big investment into your branding of course i mean it would as you said before it's not only your branding someone infringing on your rights but you could be infringing on a business that already exists and is already trademarked Absolutely. Okay, so everyone, if you're if you're listening now, definitely go look up your business. Uh, use TM Checker. Check your business name. Check your business <laughs> branding. Check your logo. Um, and it'll just um, it really benefit you to know if there's someone else using something similar or if you should apply for a, a trademark right now. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Lauren, for joining <laughs> us today. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. This podcast is intended to provide general information regarding intellectual property 
and does not constitute legal or professional advice. It is not intended to take the place of legal or professional advice and should not be relied upon as such. Small business owners and entrepreneurs, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're looking for more information on the latest business trends, market insights, and opportunities, be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter at smallbusinessconnections.com.au. And if you're serious about growing your business, don't miss Australia's largest national small business event, ComBank Small Biz Week happening at the Melbourne Expo and Convention Centre from the 28th to 30th of May, 2024. Register for a free ticket today at smallbizweek.com.au.